You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful that you're with us this morning. I'm Brad Gray. And uh, we are now joined by two other familiar voices. Uh, we have Steve Sponskowski and Tom O'Keefe on with us. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning. Glad to be here. Now, I know that uh, regular listeners have never heard of you guys, but for those who have, tell us a little bit about yourselves. <laughs> You're confusing. <laughs> I really should have led the show. I think yeah, you, you should, should. Yeah. yeah. Brad's bouncing off the walls this morning, but that's okay, too. Very good. Tom, you go first. Well, uh, like I said, I'm Tom O'Keefe. Uh, I'm a co-host with Steve on Real Presence Live once in a while, and I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Uh, when I'm not here, I'm uh, married to a beautiful woman for 34, 35 years. Even when you are here, you're and still... She'll, I was going to say, hold she'll, on. She'll, she'll, she'll correct me about that uh, as soon as we're done here. And three daughters. Uh, I'm a registered nurse by, by training, and uh, right now I, I work at the New Life Center, which is a homeless shelter for men. And I'm the operations director there, so I make sure the grass is mowed and the lights are on and the food is served. Mm. Uh, that's what I do there. Fantastic. Oh, we thank you so much for that ministry. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing to me. ministry. Blessing yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful, Tom, what you do. Inspiring to me, too. Steve Splonskowski here. You, uh, most people know who I am. So, mm-hmm. work at the ISCs, work for EWTN. Worked at Real Presence Radio. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I, even when I am here, I'm a father of seven children and married to Jacinta Splonskowski. So... Just working in evangelization, love it. Tom and I are both together in the diaconate, uh, candidates for the diaconate. and yep. uh, Just finished up our third year. So, heading into the fall. and uh, Two more to go, huh? Two more to two go. Two more years to go. God willing. Excellent. Yeah. God. So, and then, of course, we have the honor of working with Brad Gray in uh, men's ministry for the last, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. So. It has been a great thing. We've got the, the diocesan made for greatness men's ministry, right? And so, you guys are both on the leadership team. Tom, you are the, the lead. Yes, in some some fashions I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Tom, why don't you tell us, what what is Made for Greatness Retreat? What is that? Well, Made for Greatness, like I said, goes back 10 years, and it was it was the catalyst of the bishop saying, and it kind of came out of the Bishop uh, Olmsted's uh, mm-hmm. uh, apostolic letter to our... our what, what, into the, the breach? Into the, into the breach, mm-hmm. to, uh, to get men re-engaged back in the faith, and Bishop wanted to get something going, and, and a couple of us, or three of us, at least the three yeah, of us yeah. here were at least on that group to get it started, and we kind of settled on Made for Greatness uh, from, uh, I don't know, it wasn't, because Cardinal Benedict at that time. Uh, Cardinal Ratzinger. Cardinal Ratzinger. Ratzinger. Cardinal Ratzinger, yes. Uh, soon to be Pope Benedict, uh, who's, who was quoted as saying, we are not made for comfort, we're made for greatness. And mm-hmm. that kind of became our theme, is, is to, to push men out of the, their, their comfort level into the, the greatness that only, only God can give them. And, and that's just uh, grown in the last 10 years to, to where we're having a, a leadership summit once a year, uh, the next year, the, the men's retreat, uh, participating in the in the glo- the, the global men's uh, uh, what's the Min- word I'm looking for ministry, Min- mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and and pastoring uh, or helping with uh, some of the smaller churches get their men's ministry going. But the Made for Greatness retreat is just an opportunity for for 70 men from across the diocese to get together mm-hmm. and, uh, and and pray together and uh, create friendships together that, that are based on on, on Christ. Um, and this year, we're just so blessed to have Bishop Folda yes. as, as our uh, keynote speaker yeah. and everything else for the, for the weekend. Yeah, it is very cool. This is the first time that we've had the, our bishop 
lead a retreat for for his people here in the diocese and he's been here i think 10 years now right just 10 years yeah just celebrating yeah you know i think it's kind of cool i remember early on when we started this conversation tom o'keefe came brad uh you and me were in a meeting and, and tom came and we were talking he said you know we've got to we've got to engage men and kind of all the studies have shown janine mm-hmm. that if we uh, if we engage men uh, we get the entire family and so the church is often focused on engaging the youth and mm-hmm. engaging women who of course women have are already kind of in tune to relationships um and so they're that's kind of a natural uh for them to be be in tune to relationships with another one another but then relationships with god right but men we have this tendency to be have more in tune to things mm-hmm. and so we have to engage men and so this conversation started you know 10 years ago where we got to engage men absolutely if we want to rejuvenate the church we have to agree and so that conversation has led to many of these you know these works that we're doing we've been trying things uh you know and really the lord has really been blessing yeah. the work all along, and we, we can we we do things that are really successful and things that are like eh, kind of successful, yeah, yeah. but we've really found that these these men's retreats and this this process of invitation um, to just gen- generally to all men and then inviting them into leadership and then taking that back to their parish has been a great model from going growing from from you know minimal involvement to really becoming leaders in the community. Well, it's so vitally important because if you look at study after study, uh, who's in the pews are generally the ones who have dads that are in the pews with them. And those that aren't in the pews didn't grow up with dad in the pew with them. And so it is vitally important to have that male role model. And and to be a good one, you need to grow and nurture your faith yourself. And so what better way than to have that community with fellow men? Mm -hmm. Because your wife might just not always understand how you're feeling. Yeah. Right? But a man to man talk right. about different issues. Uh, there is that masculine genius, and that's so vitally important to nurture and support, and that's men to man. Janine, you talk about male role models, and, and it's so important as a, as a father or a mentor, but it also for each other. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 62 year old man, and uh, I rely heavily on the male role models in my life um, on my journey uh, to a state of holiness mm-hmm. uh, that you surround yourself with good. Uh, Catholic holy men, you become a better man yourself. And um, just by walking that path with with these men that come to this retreat, you know, I've created relationships with uh, guys all over the diocese that all of a sudden you have that that instant bond with them that's based on something other than what they do, uh, the secular view of themselves, but but their 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 view as as a man in the church. Mm-hmm. And and I think when I say this, you know, as a woman, I know how important it is for my relationships with my girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, and how important that coffee time is or how important that, you know, time is to talk about faith or family. And and you're right, because there is a feminine genius and there's a male genius. Mm-hmm. And, and now more than ever in the world, with all the confusion out there, we need to support one another in, um, in those beautiful genders that God gave us, that beautiful human sexuality, I should mm-hmm. say, that God gave us, that word gender can be misused. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it, you know, women just kind of innately, they wind up as the heart of the home. They, they wind up kind of bringing people together and having that relationship. But I think for men, it, it, in some ways, it, it takes more intentionality, you know, and, and it's hard actually to overstate the significance of a man's role in the family. So, like, the first part, the first aspect of it is to, to be there, to be present. Like, like I, I just saw stats that some, something like, it was 93 or 98% of seminarians came from intact homes where they're, they're growing up with their 
biological parents. You know, like, and there's just one thing after another as far as like the continuation of the faith is so critical to to the man being present there. And and women do such a great job of of infusing heart and and that connection, right? Um, men have to be very intentional about that. There was one uh, study that I heard recently that I found utterly fascinating. That you know, we look back on the Holocaust. I think we just uh, there was some major memorial of the, I forget what the the anniversary was, right? Uh, but they were saying how you know how could this happen? How could how could um, this this ideology sweep across you know a formerly Catholic nation and and a lot of the people that went along with it were Catholics they were Christians and they said um, they looked at you know what was the differentiation between those who rejected Nazi ideology and those who accepted it and it was did they have a, a father in the home that actually cared about the show that they were valuable that did not have a heavy-handed approach to to child rearing because those that had a heavy-handed approach they were just taught to obey mm-hmm. like you know and so when they when they went on to uh when the nazis came and gave them rules to obey they obeyed but it was those who were actually invested in by their their fathers that they had the the maturity the wherewithal to say no this is not who i am this is not what we're standing for and so all of that is to just say like as as men how utterly essential it is that we take up our role in the home. Um, and that, really, that's what Made for Greatness is all about, right, Steve? I think it's a, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great point that you make there that, uh, you know, and, and Janine, as we've come, come into these different uh, men's events, I remember very specifically walking in, uh, into a New Rockford and, and there was a, a wife there and she walked out right away and she said, are you here for the men's retreat? And we said, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. You're making my husband a better husband, a better, you know, a better spouse, a better man. And, and so just kind of that, knowing that we're part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great point that you bring up over here at the cathedral. Father Riley Durkin is the uh, parochial vicar. And at every end of every mass or during mass when we do the intercession he always says and let's pray for uh holy vocations yeah. to the priesthood to the religious life and to holy marriage yes and i think it's like and i know i know father kurt gunwall when he was also vocations director he focused on that vocation yeah. is vocation yes. is vocation and as i tell my children you know the church right now the world needs as many catholic good catholic marriages yes. as they need do need good Absolutely. catholic priests i mean mm-hmm. it, it goes hand in hand and matter of fact yeah. to a degree right. the church needs more catholic marriages than priests because yeah. if you look at the ratio there's more catholic <laughs> marriages uh, so you can't really have a good priesthood if you don't have a strong family life and right. what's under attack right now the family life yeah. Yeah. so before we rebuild the priesthood we are going to have to rebuild the family i've uh, mm-hmm. i've thanked father durkin for that before and i would i would make this an, an invitation to all of our, our priestly listeners to please do include uh marriages in your in your petitions for vocations because uh, this is one of the things I came across recently as director of marriage and family life for the diocese that, you know, we talk about the, the vocation crisis for the priesthood. And it's like from 1970 up to the present, it's been something like a 70% decline in, in priestly vocations. It's been a 77% decline in sacramental marriages. Right. Like the crisis is actually deeper in marriage than it is in, in priesthood. And, and the one is related to the other, right? right? No right. question. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is so good. This is so good, and that mean, evil, nasty clock always imposes itself <laughs> upon us. So we are going to have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to go deeper into Made for Greatness, the Made for Greatness retreat coming up with Bishop uh, Folda, and, and what that's all about, and uh, how you can snare a spot. All right. So back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live. 
engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Event of Christianity. We have come to believe in God's love. In these words, the Christian can express the fundamental decision of his life. Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. St. John's Gospel describes that event in these words. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. In acknowledging the centrality of love, Christian faith has retained the core of Israel's faith while at the same time giving it new depth and breadth. The pious Jew prayed daily in the words of the book of Deuteronomy, which expressed the heart of his existence. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Jesus united into a single precept this commandment of love for God and the commandment of love for neighbor found in the book of Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Since God has first loved us, love is now no longer a mere command. It is the response to the gift of love with which God draws near to us. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Brad Gray. And we have Steve Splunkowski and Tom O'Keefe in studio talking about the Made for Greatness retreat coming up. A Made for Greatness men's retreat, I should put in double quotes there. Um, and so... Before the break, we talked about the importance and why it's so needed to have this uh, man-to-man relationship that is developed in our faith uh, to, to nurture and to strengthen uh, their roles in the family and in our churches. But can you tell us, Steve, what are the major themes or teachings of this retreat going to be? So uh, Bishop Foldigan is our retreat master for the event. And the theme, of course, is My, my Flesh for the Life of the World, which is the theme for the Eucharistic Revival, um, national, mm-hmm. national, nationwide, but also for the Diocese of Fargo. So it'll be Eucharistic-themed. Um, the, we actually don't know the titles of the talk yet. That's Bishop Folda's surprise for us, which yep. is that's fine. That's we're, really we're, cool. But yep. we do have them scheduled, so we know what time they are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the great thing about men coming together, too, is uh, the, we really just kind of live in that moment. Right. In, 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 in a retreat, you step away 
from the schedule of the day, the schedule of the retreating, right? Stepping back um, and leaving a space for the Lord. And so uh, that's kind of the thing too. our theme is we work with stuff. Well, we try to organize as much as we can, but we know as much as you organize anything, and I know this working in whatever it is, evangelization, Real Presence Radio, you schedule everything as much as you can, but there are always things that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. And even the things you think you have control over, they kind of get out of your hands. But so. the beauty of that, is that the Holy Spirit's at work. That's, we, and, we rely on Him. Yeah, and, and it's just so evident, even just being in studio. And so for you to do that in the retreat experience is really cool. I think it's important. I think yeah. you have to, because things change on you in the moment, or even in a relationship where you're talking and having a conversation with somebody. If I have in my sense, in my mind, the goal where I want to get in that conversation and I'm unwilling to adjust, I might miss something. Right. And so I think it's important to have that ability to say, here's where we think we want to go, but if the Holy Spirit takes us somewhere else, we're willing to go there too. And I I think there's, generally there's a couple of of recurring themes that happen at each of these retreats that we have, aside from the, you know, we have Bishop Foldo there, which which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But there's, uh, you know, that authentic friendship that you were created Mm -hmm. with other men. Uh, There's a life of prayer. And, and you know, that witness that you see from other men and that role modeling you see uh, of men. Uh, and and just that sense of fellowship, uh, mm-hmm. you know, each year during our evaluations, it, it's a, it's edifying how powerful some of the things like the rosary walk is, mm-hmm. or or what's it like to sit in the in the chapel and hear seven other men voices singing or saying yes. our Father together, yes. and it goes back, and and those are the kind of marks that stay in a man's heart. Uh, for a long time, I'll never forget the first conference we had out at the dome, and there's 350 guys saying the Our Father mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. it, it just just powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are, you know, aside from the, 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 the Eucharistic theme, which, yeah, we, we definitely need to, to bring that back to life and bring mm-hmm. back to the, to the, the center of our focus. But Pearson Summit. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, uh, you know, it, it's cool too, because it is, it is a specifically men's retreat. It has a lot of masculine characteristics to it. Uh, you know, we have the, the recreation times where we have actually opportunities for trap shooting, for axe throwing, for uh, the cowboy quick draw, and, and like you said, Tom, just the the good camaraderie, and then Steve, you you are the the master chef for this thing. And so you get your smoker out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. You have brisket going out uh, like throughout the day. It, it, tell us a little bit about the food. Well, I just think it's fun. So the first thing we do in the morning is to get the, it's a charcoal grill. It's a six foot grill, and we just get it going first thing in the morning. And we cook meat all day long, you know, mm-hmm. for the supper. But I mean, we you know it was. I remember our last retreat. The retreat master there. I asked him. So what stands out to you? He says, Well, I've never had food like this ever. At yeah. a <laughs> and it's you know it's food that's you know made by us yeah. so I have, I have a team of men who come help me monsignor garing uh brought help the last couple of years as well uh and so it's just a it, it's kind of fun I, I i think you know i don't know for, for myself as a man i always tell my wife i don't really like going to retreats unless i have something to do and i think a lot of men are like that last time we did that yeah. we're at the retreat we said okay we're going to create tasks so we the men are on retreat we're also going to ask them to help with dishes and there was a lot of positive afterwards yeah. Yeah. men want to be a part of something mm-hmm. they don't we really struggle with just receiving mm-hmm. and i think we do need to work on that yes. but sometimes we receive more by giving Mm-hmm. It's kind of, a, kind of. I think it's a human thing, but also for men, we're active. When you can weave them together, that's exactly. when you really kind of succeed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so that's part of our, this, you know, we have a kitchen crew, but also every man who comes to the retreat will at some point help with dishes, help with cleanup, help with setup, um, so that it's not just me receiving. 
because I think we do. We need that, that mm-hmm. active participation. Yeah, and man and food, I mean, those go hand in hand too. And brisket, that's like right. a 14 to 17 hour venture if you're doing it right. Yeah, it's just we, we cook slowly. You know? yeah. So I do it in six hours, but uh, so it's oh. not as good. I can't, I'm, I'm not patient enough to do it for 14 hours, but uh, it's a six hour it process. It's delicious. Oh, yep. that the is so good. Hours, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's so. been cool. I remember after our first retreat that we put on, having one of the guys commented, like, this is the first time that I actually experienced being Catholic and being a man at the same time. Yeah, and, and that was okay. I could love Jesus and be a manly man. Yes, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. so it is, it is a very cool thing. Um, Tom, what have been some of the highlights for you in working with the, the men's retreats, <sighs> men's leadership summits made for greatness? Uh, for, for me, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's been the relationships I developed with, with other guys mm-hmm. and the impact that they've had on my life. As, as I made my journey back to the faith, I wouldn't be in the, uh, the diaconate right now. Hmm. Had I not been for the, these two gentlemen at the table with me and, and other gentlemen in my life, that role model for me, what it was like to be to be a, a Catholic man. Um, and now there's guys from uh, New Rockford and Jamestown and Wimbledon and stuff that that that, that I see at these different retreats. And, and we just have a bond, that, again, that's based on, on a, a mutual love of Christ. Hmm. And that's all. Hmm. And that's all we need. Yeah. yeah, and that is, that's the early Christians, that's all they needed. Mm-hmm. They had that mutual bond, you mm-hmm. know, of their trust in Christ totally in everything. Yeah, so um, tell us, like, how long will the treat, retreat be? Well, the retreat starts on Friday afternoon, probably just around 5, five mm-hmm. o'clock that we can start getting there, and there'll be mass by Bishop Folda, and then there'll be an evening event all day Saturday, you know, inter- interwoven between uh, opportunities for confession and uh, uh, silent prayer, some sessions, some some games uh, into Saturday evening, and then Sunday I think we'll wrap up up around one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's this weekend already. No, no, no. no. Oh, July July, July sixteenth, July fourteenth. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah. So July sixteenth, July fourteenth through the sixteenth, fourteenth yep. through the sixteenth at and, five p.m. Yep, and we only have a few spots left. Yeah, actually. I think we've got five spots left. We'll max out at seventy or something yeah. like that. Okay, so tell us then how how can a listener sign up. Well, since I'm running registration, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if give you go, it to us, Brad. If you go to FargoDiocese.org/mfg for Made for Greatness, and that, that's the general Made for Greatness page. Uh, if you go to mfg-retreat, that'll take you to the retreat page. Okay. And if, you, and if you just go to the diocesan webpage, scroll down. There's a, a button that says Retreats. It'll take you to Beijing. and you click on men's retreats. So easier, you know, a couple ways you can get there. Okay, yeah. so guys out there, it's a race to the phone because if there's only like five to ten spots, you got to get on it like right now. Yeah, but also to let you know, we this is an ongoing thing. I think one right. of the cool things we're working on, you know, we have the sense of you know, it's discipleship. And the whole, this really started off of men, us saying we need to disciple men and first we disciple each other. Mm-hmm. First we disciple our own children. And so we've been working on this discipleship model. So again, in January of next year, we have another retreat. It's not run by us. It's worse us uh, supporting the guys who are doing it. Um, but there's another one coming in January. So we do these, you know, but it's, it's ongoing. But it's men that came to the Men's Leadership Summit in 2018. And they came back to the retreat in 2020 or 2021. And, and now they've kind of stepped forward and said, you know, we want to take on the responsibility. Because, because our retreats are filling up now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's a need. We need to have a second one. And so they're going to be having, well, there'll be another one in January of um, 2024 in, at Maryvale mm-hmm. uh, in, in Valley City. So they're, they're doing the planning on that. And, and that's really important for our listeners because we broadcast over a 10 diocese area, you know, 
five state area that overflows. So you and your diocese, this is happening in the Diocese of Fargo, but uh, contact Brad Gray and see this vision grow. Uh, Ten years going and, and retreats are filling up. And so what a beautiful model that you guys have established. Yeah, and we only have a few minutes left, guys. But um, one of the other things that we're doing in addition to the men's retreats, the men's leadership summits, is we're doing parish mentorship. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that, Tom? Sure. We started out with uh, New Rockford and Father Weber out there, and what a blessing it's been for us to be able to engage with those guys and get them going on their men's ministry. But but Steve and Brad and I and, and some of our other men on the team will go out to the, to the parishes, have a, a retreat uh, overnight and into, into Saturday, and, and just explore what's going on in their community, what's worked for them, what, what, what they like to see, what kind of vision they have. And, and just uh, see if we can't get them going and developing that, that leadership, or I mean that uh, men's ministry in their parish, you know, based on that model of, uh, of authentic friendship. Yeah, I think that one of the things we, we, as we talked about the different groups, some guys like, oh, okay, so you'll come to our parish or the pastors, we've talked mm-hmm. to some, you'll come to our parish and put on a retreat, so I have to have a group of 20, 30 guys, and we're like, no. But, if you've only got three or four or yeah. six guys, we can start with that because, yep. you know, that's kind of that sense of discipleship is the multiplication, right? One yeah. guy can affect 10 guys. You know, so, so we will start wherever you're at. And that's what we did in New Rockford. Yep. We started small. Father said, I got, what was it? Four five, guys. Four guys yep. who are really on fire. Can you come out and visit with them? And, and that's grown to, he had, what, 16 at the last? Uh, uh, I had 20 at the men's retreat in at the, okay. 21. And, yeah. So, I mean, that just grows. And so it, 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 it's not about numbers. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Jesus, it's not about numbers. Numbers. It's yeah. about souls. It's about relationship. Right. So we'll start wherever you're at and just and work with you on that. Yeah. And one of the cool things with, with Father Weber's guys up in New Rockford is he had four guys that attended the, the Men's Leadership Summit, that, the first one that we had back in 2018. And he now has five different men's groups going in his parish. And this is a small rural parish. This is not a you know, metropolis by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. It's just been cool to see the guys themselves taking on the leadership and, and investing in one another. That's been the cool thing is, you know, uh, we're not experts. We've been learning as we go. Uh, but, but, you know, we've, been, we've had a lot of experiences. But, but now it's like these guys claiming it, taking it up and saying, mm-hmm. like, I care about you. I care about you. And then they, we, there was an event that we did up in New Rockford last December where Father Weber had his guys help him call every man in the parish. And they had, I think, 80 guys show up on a Friday night for just an opportunity to hear the gospel. And a lot of these guys don't go to church. A lot of these guys, you know, that like, if they go to church, their their mom, their their wife drags them there, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's just been really cool to see um, how a lot of times we get frustrated that we're just speaking, preaching to the choir. Well, first of all, I think the choir needs the preaching, but but second, there is we are seeing that that uh, these guys themselves have the ability to go out into the the peripheries. Guys, well, guys want to build something, yeah. yeah, and and this this model gives them the, the, the means that they can build something in their own parish. Well, and and that's what's so beautiful about it because, you know, it's, you know, you can have the tyranny of the experts kind of settle Mm -hmm. in in any walk of life, you know, per se. But when it comes to just that authentic friendship and that love for a fellow human being, Mm -hmm. no matter where they're at on their journey on this earth, that's when evangelization and doing Christ's work becomes the most incredible, potent Thing that can touch a person. Amen. You know, and, and so that's a real gift how you're doing this. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Yep. An thank honor. You for your partnership in this this great work. It's uh, it's a privilege to work with you for sure. Well, we, re- we as you know, we always receive more than we give. So amen to that. Awesome. Well, we do have to step away once again, but we will be back. You're, you're in luck. We do have more Real Presence Live coming right after you, uh, after you, at you, after this break. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 